Hey guys, I'm Eric Hammond, and welcome to our first podcast. Uh, I wanted to kind of officially kick things off and give you a little bit of background about who I am and why we're doing this show. So as we get into the intro, I'm going to call this our origin story so that you can really understand uh, what the purpose of this podcast is, why we're doing it, and uh, how this can hopefully benefit your life and your business and get you to the goals that you're trying to reach. So cue the intro music. This is the Eric Hammond Show. Thanks for joining along each week as we uncover tips and strategies to help you grow your business through social media efforts like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and many other platforms. Guys, thanks for joining us again. This is our first podcast, and I wanted to kick things off really just to kind of clearly explain, you know, who I am, so that you can have some background behind me and understand where I've come from in my business, and and how we can hopefully deliver content that's going to be relevant for you in your entrepreneurial life that you're living, uh, and really just trying to run your business and get to the the goals and everything that you're trying to accomplish in this life, right? There's a lot of podcasts that you can listen to. And I think that, you know, I, well, number one, I appreciate you being here and and checking out what we have to say and want to make the content relevant for you so that it's impactful and can help you uh, really get to what it is that you're trying to accomplish. So a little bit about me. Uh, I went to school. I graduated with a degree. Uh, It was something that, you know, I was taught from a, a long time ago was go to college, get a degree, get a job, stay there for 40, five years and, uh, you know, eventually you'll get to retire, right. And, and live your life. And that was kind of the plan that I was at. And after going to school for five years and getting the degree that I planned on, uh, getting the best job that I possibly could, uh, I was quickly downsized out of, I called the W2 job, right. I, I got into my career in early 2005 and by 2009, when the economy had crashed, um, there was no hope of me keeping a job. So I was in the, in the construction industry and at a company that was doing just over a billion dollars worth of work a year. Uh, and in January of 2009, our company laid off just over 500 individuals after they had lost um, around a billion dollars worth of work and said, you know, we just don't have the ability to keep you on. I'm sorry. Good luck. Uh, and being in the Bay Area where I grew up, there was not a lot of options for future employment. So I took matters into my own hands and decided, you know what, I... I need something that's going to be consistent. I don't want to rely on others for a check every single week. And um, I'm, I'm willing to go out on my own and do something that I really love and I'm really passionate about. And so I decided to uh, to look into the real estate world. I knew that there was a lot of money to make. I knew that you know, you could kind of make your own hours and do your own thing. And the harder that you work, the more money that you possibly could make, uh, which is poss- possibly true, but also not always completely accurate. So in 2009, uh, my wife and I, we moved to the state of Utah where homes are pretty cheap and uh, had the opportunity to get into real estate investing. We started flipping homes and buying rental properties and got just really excited about that business. We grew uh, our business pretty well. Uh, over the next couple of years, we flipped over a hundred properties. 
We did a lot with seller finance transactions and uh, owning rental properties and wholesaling and, and all that fun stuff, right? And that, of course, led into more real estate. We ended up eventually moving back to California, where we currently live now in Southern California. I'm in the San Diego area, uh, and I, I met up with you know a bunch of people who are in real estate at the time. Try to get my uh, real estate investing business going here. It was a little bit more challenging than I had anticipated, uh, as you know, going through business. There's a lot of turns you need to make along the way, right? A lot of processes you got to figure out going from, you know, turn to turn to turn, uh, trying to make sure that, you know, you're doing what you like and then also being able to make money. So eventually uh, I met somebody who I partnered with and uh, we formed a real estate team. So the two of us had our own strengths, our own weaknesses and our abilities and, and things that we we're after. And so we came together. Uh, he and his wife were both licensed real estate agents and I myself as well. Uh, and so together we grew a team. And so from about 2014, uh, for the next several years, uh, we got heavily involved in real estate. It was not the investing side as much as it was just the retail transactions, right? So helping homeowners buy and sell properties. Uh, we quickly went from uh, just under a hundred properties per year and started scaling up pretty quickly. Uh, we were, you know, again, mostly working with sellers who were trying to sell their home on the market uh, and then also helping a few buyers every year buy properties as well. Um, what I quickly found is that most uh, real estate brokerages teach you how to lead generate, right? So they're they're basically taking principles that worked back in the 1970s, 1980s, and 1990s uh, and teaching those same principles today. And if you're in real estate, you completely understand what I'm talking about. And just to kind of give you a glimpse, if you're not familiar with how a real estate agent works, they typically join a brokerage. And uh, in the past, the brokerage would either say, you know, sit at the front desk and someone's going to walk in the front door or uh, go out and knock doors or get on the phone and call people. Those are really your primary uh, lead generation activities. And so, you know, I'd been on the phone a lot in my career. Uh, I'd knocked a lot of doors and I figured I don't want to just sit around and wait for someone to walk in the door. I'll go out and prospect. So I would get on the phone uh, and, and just dial away. You know, I would call for six, seven hours a day sometimes, just house after house after house. Uh, and then towards the end of the day, I would get out and door knock and I would door knock for two or three hours a day. And I thought, you know what? I am a guy that can listen to direction. And if somebody says this will work, I trust them. Uh, and, and I got results. You know, I would get a, a few listing appointments here and there. I would get us on um, a couple interviews, things like that. But it was challenging because it would take so much time to get us in front of people. I found that after calling, you know, two or 300 people a day, it might lead to one or two listing appointments, uh, which dollar per hour worked out really well. But the frustrating part about that was just, it was a one-to-one -one combat. If you think about it that way, like if I was on the phone, I could only talk to one person at a time. I couldn't talk to, you know, 10 or 15 people at a time or 20 people. It was just one-to-one. -one. Same with door knocking. If I was knocking on one person's door and they weren't there, I couldn't be talking to Sally down the street who was actually home until I went and knocked on her door. So the scalability of it was very limited. And so my mind at that time was thinking, okay, well, we need more door knockers and we need more people who can get on the phone. So we actually grew uh, what was called an ISA team. It's an inside sales agent, which is basically their whole job is to show up to the office, pick up the phone and dial all day long. Uh, and so we ended up getting about four ISAs in an office, a little closet. Uh, we called it because it was about 
eight feet wide and about 15 feet long. And it could fit about four people on the phone in these little booths. Uh, and they basically, their job was to show up at 8 a.m. and call until five o'clock that night. And their goal was to call 250 people each. Uh, and so we could scale on the fact that we could call about a thousand people a day and it would set up quite a few appointments and it would allow us to sell more homes. But again, it was just limiting the fact that I couldn't get past the fact that, you know, if, if I wasn't talking to somebody, I couldn't reach you. And so we started looking into radio ads and TV ads and other forms of media where it was more of a one to many uh, type advertisement. And, uh, you know, radio ads and TV ads are very expensive. Uh, when you're in real estate, it's pretty much free to pick up the phone. Uh, and that's why I think a lot of brokerages teach this method. But I, again, I thought there was something else out there and there's had to be another way. So this continued on, uh, for, for a few years and we ended up reaching great results, right? Like we were really good on the phone. We would practice our scripts. We would role play. We would, you know, refine what we were doing. We were trying to increase our close ratio all the time. I'm a big numbers person. I love analytics and I love tracking things. Our CRM would track, you know, how many calls per hour we could have, how many conversations per hour we'd have, how many conversations led to an appointment, how many appointments we needed to go on to, to get the sale, all that stuff. Like I'm huge with numbers uh, and it was great. And we kept getting better and better at it. Uh, and, and it was great. I mean, we eventually hit our goal. We, we passed the 200 homes per year mark. Uh, we became one of the top two agents, uh, in the county, which was great, you know, year over year for home sales. Uh, but I still kept thinking there's gotta be another way. There's gotta be something else that I'm not seeing here. Uh, and we, we started to kind of think outside the box and what we could do. So, what happened was, uh, one day I was on Facebook, right? And I started scrolling through my feed, you know, back in the day, uh, you would start to see ads about one out of every maybe 10 or 12 posts. So if I was scrolling through, I'd see about 12 posts from people that I followed. And then on the 13th post, it might be an ad from somebody. If you've been on Facebook lately, you know that it's about every three or four posts that you're going to see an ad. So they're starting to definitely, um, dilute the water, I guess you could say. But back then it was not so often. So I, uh, I started scrolling through and I saw an ad from somebody that I'd followed, right? And I knew who this person was and, uh, it was interesting. So I, I consumed the video that they had posted for their ad. Their ad was probably about maybe a minute and a half, two minutes long at the most. Uh, it captured my attention to the fact that I stopped scrolling with my thumb on my phone to pay attention to what this ad had to say. So as I consumed the ad and I clicked on the learn more button, um, I came to their landing page, you know, and that's the goal of an ad is basically to get you to take an action. And I did, and I took it. Uh, and as I was going through their landing page and, and reading about uh, the event that they were talking about, uh, it started to dawn on me what I was doing. Okay. So this was an individual who I had followed for a few years. Uh, I'd read several of his books. Uh, I'd actually been to some of his events in the past. I listened to his podcast. I'd watched, you know, episodes when he'd been on YouTube. Uh, I was basically consuming his content. I was a true follower of who he was. He was somebody that I was interested in. You could call him an influencer, if you will. Right. And so, 
as I was scrolling through this website, basically the whole point of the ad was to get me to sign up for an event that was coming up in Las Vegas in a few months. And uh, I talked to my partner and I was like, hey, you know, I think we should go to this. I think it'd be great. Uh, it could help us out a lot. And as I was hitting submit on the checkout button of the cart, it hit me what had just happened. So this was not an individual who had ever cold called me, right? They never picked up the phone to call me to say, hey, Eric, you should buy my product. They never knocked on my door to try to sell me something. They never um, physically, actually, they never physically mailed me anything in the mail saying, hey, you should sign up for this or buy that. All they did was produce content. They spoke to me in, in the way that I wanted to be spoken to. They produced um, video content. They produced audio podcasts, you know, in the form of uh, yeah podcasts. Uh, and they perform, or they produced written content in the forms of books and blogs and articles that I could read that way. So they hit me in every single media angle that I consume content. And I was drawn to them. And obviously they put an ad in front of me that I clicked on, which was their goal. But they knew that I was in their audience, right? They'd retargeted me and they knew that this was exactly the person, me, that needed to click and see this ad. So as I hit submit uh, and I checked out and I bought the $10,000 ticket to an event in Las Vegas, uh, I quickly realized that cold calling and door knocking uh, and that type of lead generation was not the business that I wanted to be in. I quickly realized that we need to be in the content distribution and brand building business. So this individual that I'm talking about uh, was, of course, Tony Robbins. Uh, and many of you have been to events of his and read books from him and, and consumed content from him. And you know exactly the message that he shares. And again, I was not new to his world. This is something that I was looking for in my mind, right? I wouldn't have gone out searching for this event, but by being... um exposed to this event at just the right time in my life, it made sense. But I had not seen a whole bunch of ads before this, right? I had I had just consumed his content because it was something that I myself personally was interested in as a entrepreneur and as a business owner. And so I started to dissect kind of his plan and what he was doing. I actually had the ability to sit down and meet with his marketing manager, the person who was in charge of all their marketing distribution, who's now become a close friend of mine, which has just been incredible. Uh, but it allowed me to see kind of how we could start to build a brand and create that image uh, in front of our clients. So if you fast forward uh, over the next couple of years, what happened was is my partner and I decided that we uh, we were done in the real estate world. I still love real estate. I still sell homes from time to time for close friends. I still have rental properties. I still love talking about real estate in my life, but being a full-time real estate agent was not what I was designed to be. Uh, I am a true and through uh, business owner. I'm an entrepreneur, somebody who loves growing businesses and also bringing value uh, uh, to other individuals who are in the business world. So we sold our real estate team in February of 2017. Uh, and he went on to start a couple other companies. And uh, I went on to start a marketing consulting business where now I have the opportunity to work with small business owners, real estate agents, chiropractors, health coaches, gym owners, mortgage lenders, you know, you name it. If you're a small um 
local business uh, and, and you're probably self-employed or have a couple members to your team, you're who I want to work with. And so what I do now is I consult with these business owners and I help them build their brand, right? It's a strategy that I don't think anybody's talking about right now. What frustrates me so much is having to see these small business owners take time out of their life to pick up the phone, to door knock, to send out mailers, to try to get people who've never heard of them before to come through their doors and work with them, right? If you're if you're a chiropractor and, and you've been in your town for, for 10 years, you're trying to find the person who recently hurt their back. And so you're mailing to hundreds, if not thousands of people in hopes that one or two or five of those people will come through your doors and get a free exam or a free consultation. The problem with that one to many shotgun approach is that you've got to get a lot of no's, right? And you're trying to reach those cold audiences. And I will admit that those types of ads work but they don't convert clients. All they do is get the the window shoppers and the people who might be interested. And then you've got to hopefully close them on your end. My strategy is a little bit different. And that's what the whole point of this podcast is. It's to teach you that when you build a brand and you build awareness of the products and the services that you provide, you're now able to attract your dream clients to you people that want to come work with you because of who you are, because the beliefs that you have, because of the way that you run your business and the things that you offer as a business. So as you consume more of these episodes, again, this is episode number one, as you as you digest these uh, podcasts week after week or day after day, um, you're going to realize that we're here to help you tell your story, help you build your brand, help you get your content out there and really educate your clients on what you do as a business owner. If you're a chiropractor or a dentist or an attorney or a gym owner or a coach, it's how do I educate my clients on who I am and why I'm doing what I'm doing? Why am I here to share my message with the world to try to make it a better place because of of what I believe in, right? You remember, you got into your business for a reason. There's a reason that you're doing what you're doing. You saw a need that wasn't being fulfilled, and now you feel like I'm here to to bring this awareness to this industry and hopefully provide value to my clients. Let's get that content out there. Let's get the message out there that the world needs to see so that they can see it through your eyes and benefit like you've been able to. You each have a story to tell, and I'm here to help you tell it. So these podcasts are going to be made up of weekly shows that we do. We we create so much content around here uh, on a weekly basis. We'll create two live shows on Facebook. One of them is called the Ask Eric Hammond Show, where I answer my top four questions of the week that we get every single week. It's being held Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific time live on our Eric Hammond Facebook page. Uh, and it's basically there to answer your questions. It's 30 minutes long. Uh, we basically kind of abridge it and put it into form of a podcast. We also do another show on Friday called Facebook Friday, where we talk about business strategies and growth and, and how to maximize opportunities that you've been given uh, as a business owner in the world that we are today. Just for an example, today is Friday and we recorded an episode all about how to run a better schedule and, and do more with the 24 hours that you have each day. So that's one of our two main flagship um, shows 
shows that we do every single week. On top of that, I run a vlog that we have that talks about kind of the day in the life of being an entrepreneur and a business owner. We produce that every week. Every day, Monday through Friday, I create kind of a quick rant on Facebook Live where I just talk about the things that I'm learning, right? Share some of the books that I'm reading, share some of the advice that I uh, have found helpful that week, um, things that I've shared with clients, things like that. So these podcasts are coming from a lot of different direction. Um, but I think that as a business owner, they're going to provide more clarity in your business. They're going to help you tell your story. They're going to help you use the social media platforms that are available at the time of the recording, right? Right now, the big ones are Facebook and Instagram and YouTube and Twitter, uh, and LinkedIn and Snapchat. And, and you know what, in three or four or five years from now, when this podcast is still going strong and we're on episode 3000 or whatever it turns out to be, there's going to be another, you know, two or three big platforms that have emerged and come out. And we're going to talk about those when they're here too. So this podcast is for you. If you're the business owner, it is directed towards you to help you train your employees to help get your content out there to use the platforms that are available to you, which most of them are for free, uh, and how to distribute your content so that you can attract the dream clients that you're looking for. It allows you to hang up the phone, to stop door knocking, to stop sending out mailers to cold audiences so that you get that dream clients that you're looking for that want to work with you, uh, that call you, that knock on your door, that come through your office, uh, and, and desire to work with you because of who you are. So, that's our message. Uh, hopefully you've enjoyed this first podcast. Uh, there's many, many more to come. We just wanted to quick this off. We just wanted to kick this off with kind of a quick version of, of who I am and why we're doing this and hopefully how it can benefit you in your life. So, so if you're hearing for this for the first time, uh, be sure to subscribe. Uh, we're going to be creating a podcast basically every single day. And if you've been enjoying what you're listening to and you're coming to listen to this, please share this. Hey, thanks so much for joining us on today's show. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to get these podcasts delivered to you every week as we share strategies on how to grow your business with social media. I'm Eric Hammond with the Orange Stack. We'll see you next time.